0: God is the foundation of everything. Good morning, Christian America. That's right. There seems to be some misconception, even amongst Christians, even amongst the Christian community, an understanding or a lack of understanding that God is at the base of all life. God is at the foundation of everything we are, everything that we have, and everything that we will ever have. God is the cornerstone which this is all built. We as a community need to understand that if we are to stand for what is right and intellectually understand how to defend our positions about what is good, what is right, and what is just. So without further ado, let's get right into it as we go into the week. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort, where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this land. We do this in a myriad of ways. This podcast is one of those ways. The Christian American community on all the social media profiles Uh, and and platforms are another way that we seek to inspire, to inform and to educate Christians across this land on the issues that matter to them that are taking place around this nation that affect us personally. Uh, We seek to inspire those to stand firm in our beliefs, to stand strong for God, to stand strong for what is right and what is just. And what we wanna talk to you today, ladies and gentlemen, is setting the record straight. On how we as christians are supposed to live this life especially in a nation built on the judeo christian foundation like america and so it's caused some consternation recently because some of the conversations that we've been having that have been taking place on how christians are supposed to be acting out and living and voting and participating in, the, in our civic duty as citizens of this great land when our priority is God? And how do those manifest themselves? What is the relationship between the way that I pray, what I believe in, and then the way that I act and the way that I participate in the community writ large? It shouldn't be that difficult of a question, but for whatever reason, it seems to be. And so I want to address some of that and some of the thoughts that we have had uh, recently around the previous election, this political vitriolic position that we are in in society, the hatred and division that has been the lines that have been drawn and being drawn even within the churches within the denominations even within specific denominations churches are separating from one another and they're they're separating and they're causing these divisions on lifestyle now, that gets drawn into the political sphere because the political sphere and organizations tend to set the tone for the culture writ large. They send. They tend to set the rules on what the culture can or should not do, um, and it's that dynamic at play that has drawn a lot of confusion, that confusion has drawn a lot of anger, that anger uh, has manifested itself into hatred and tribalism and division and with all of that being said as christians what we have to understand is that first and foremost that we seek god we seek god's answer when jesus was proposed this same type of political slash theological conversation question over taxes, his response was essentially to, to ignore the question and get down to the root cause, uh, understand the spirit of what God has for us. When he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God's, it he did not separate the two as if they're unrelated. He just addressed Our morality and our salvation lies with God. And when we're having that conversation, what he was having that conversation about salvation, about everlasting life, about eternity with our Lord and Savior, about having faith in the Almighty, politics and tax conversation really doesn't have a place in it. And so hence the kind of dismissive attitude that Jesus gave that question. But we aren't so lucky these days to have Christ present and answering uh, questions in the town square to address some of these issues. But what we need to understand is that everything in our lives, everything about us, everything, uh, all the interactions that we take uh, part in, everything that we speak, everything, Uh, that we do should be dedicated to God. Everything that is good, everything that is right, everything that is just comes from God. Everything that is bad, everything that is wicked, everything that is evil is not from God. And we as Christians need to delineate that idea. We need to understand what is good and we need to understand what is not good. You are not the judge of what is good. I am not the judge of what is good. If we were able to be the arbiter, if we were able to be the judge of what is good, we'd be flawed and this world would be in chaos. When we try to take, when people try to take charge and determine on our own selves what is good and what is not, it usually leads to confusion and calamity. That's why it's crucially important that we understand that it is not our decision to determine what is good, what is right and what is just at all, much less for us and for certainly not for everyone else. And that's where we get in trouble because as humans, we are flawed as humans. We are planners. We have a conscience. We can think of a future and we want and and on top of that, we have our own self-interest. And so we tend to shape the future in the way that we want to see it, which wouldn't naturally be flawed. It will not be perfect. We will tend to think what's good are the things that benefit us and the things that are bad are the things that do not benefit us, regardless of what else is is going on around us. Obviously, it doesn't take a rocket science to understand how that could go wrong. That's why we understand as Christians, we should understand as Christians that we are not that arbiter. We do not have that wisdom. We are limited in our vision and our sight and our ability to see the future. We are limited in our understanding of even the earth that we inhabit. We must always seek the answers that God provides. And the answers that God provides rely, uh, reside in Scripture. They reside in the actions and the words that Jesus gives us. It relies on the revelation from Genesis to Revelation. Everything that's in this book, we must then seek guidance in to determine what is good and what is not at the foundation of everything, even a country, especially a country such as America. One where we, where we have lifted up certain attributes of our nation and made them sort of equal in our society. To God's word. And my friends, let me tell you, that is just not true. There are great documents that have helped create this nation. There are great ideas, a very astute understanding of human interactions and of a way to live that governed the inception of this nation. But those things are not the word of God. God stands above those things. God is at the root of everything that is good. It is at the root of all the actions, all the thoughts, all the deeds that one could do that are good. And so I want to share, I want to share uh, an illustration with you that I think, I hope, kind of clarifies this for everyone and I'm very interested in your thoughts. I want to share this, Uh, it's aptly enough uh, a tree that I would really like you to take a look at. So here is this depiction of this tree and if you see on the outside on the on the branches And eventually, like where the leaves of the tree would be, you would see that things that are good in our society, things like equality, things like the protection of life, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, the right to defend your own life, because God has given you that life. We are equal and we claim equality because god has made us equal god has this given us all the spark of divinity we are all created in his image we we see forgiveness and redemption as a good quality for the things that we do wrong that we ask for forgiveness and we seek redemption from god we care for the poor the downtrodden the left behind the underserved the marginalized the disenfranchised we care about that why why should we care about the poor because god says so in the bible because jesus lives that example and he tells us specifically that what you do to the least of these is what you do to him that's why there is dignity in the work because in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, Paul tells us that the work that we do has been laid out in advance by God himself, that we are his handiwork, meant to do the work that he has designed for us and that we have dignity in that work. That's why uh, from the very inception, Adam, man was created to quote-unquote work and take care of the garden, to till the garden, depending on your translation, to care for it. From our inception, God has made us to work for His design. Our divine rights are granted from God our constitution is built on this idea that these rights are not given by government they're not given by man but they're given by the divine endowed by our creator that's where the constitution would kind of fit in on this tree because it spells out the divine rights that god has given us this tree at its trunk at its base has biblical values. The values that are espoused in the actions of Jesus, the words of God and of God himself through the prophets and through the kings throughout time that have given us the values and the foundation of our society of how to interact as a just society. The root of all of these things, the root to religious liberty, the right to worship freely. Christianity is not a religion that is forced upon anyone. It is Jesus never made or conquered or um, became an overlord over people and made them forced to convert to his way of life. We have the freedom to choose God's words very first words to man in the in the book of genesis chapter 2 were you are free man was free to make those decisions the root of marriage the author of marriage the one who created the idea of marriage uh, once again in genesis chapter 2 the right to life the actual uh, ability to have children and to be born yourself into the life that God creates you. It all comes, it is all rooted, it is all grounded in God himself. His words, his actions lead to a life that should be centered around these ideas. I'm sure many people can come up with many more ideas, but for the sake of time, I wanted to just show that to you. Do you get the idea of, of what I'm trying to say? Uh, the, the point that I'm trying to make when we live our lives with understanding that God is the root of all everything that is good, that we can never replace that because anything that we do replace that will be flawed and it will be fake. It will be phony. And then people will have justification to disregard it. That's why nobody cares about what you or I believe is right because who are you and I? We're flawed people. God's word is everlasting. God's word is the truth. And so we must always stick and adhere to that understanding of life. I want to show you another depiction without God at the center. And I want you to see how different that picture looks. If we look at this tree, this is a tree built on popular opinion at its root. A tree that's built, a, a, a society built on popular opinion. The idea that the word of God is not the truth, it is to be disregarded, leads to the popular opinion of the day being the root of the secular norms of its time. And that would change as society progresses. It will change over the the months. It would change over the years. It would change over the decades. It it would never be stagnant. It would never be true. It would never be unchanging. It would be constantly changing. And because there are interests at, at heart and at hand, there will be Power plays. There will be groups of people trying to divide for their own benefit. This idea of what society would be like, built on popular opinion, subject to the secular norms of the day, an idea that government or people can grant you rights, also lead to the idea that government or people. Can take those rights away. There are no divine rights because in this society, there is no divinity. There is no God. And in the life built, a society built at at the popular opinion, at its root, through the secular norms of the day with rights that are not guaranteed, what do you have? You don't have the right to be born. You can be murdered before you ever take your first, first breath. There is no reason to be married because marriage is a biblical institution without god there is no bible so without god what is marriage for there is no religious freedom or religious liberty and instead you'd have re- you have religious intolerance people that are that are at hate christians and that go after christians in order to get rid of the idea of a religion and christianity specifically what type of what type of dignity in work is there there is no dignity in work you the de- we would develop this corporatist mentality where it's all about the power it's all about wealth accumulation it's all about my own prestige and it's a fight in order to be a, a quote-unquote elite in the monetary standpoint all ideas of business and politics and society is focused on power. It's not focused on generosity. It's not focused on caring for the poor. It's focused on who can be in charge and dictate the rules. There is no room for redemption. There is no room for forgiveness. We must cancel those who do not believe as we believe, do not see as we see. There is privileged protection rather than the right to life that means if you have the money and the power and the prestige that you can hire people to protect you and your family if you can live within the gated community then you are protected and if you cannot well then you will not be protected it is not fair treatment under the law it's a privileged protection and speaking on privileged, there is no equality under popular opinion. There is no equality under secular norms because there is no equality without God. And so when God is taken away, you don't have equality. You have privileged race. You have privileged gender. And we see that. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to tell you is that don't you see this is a society that was built on God, that was built on the biblical understanding of what is good and what is just, led this nation, which led our society to the heights that it has achieved, has is being torn down from within. It is being torn down from the root. That root, ladies and gentlemen, that root is God. And if we don't correct it, if we don't understand this, um, if, if we don't understand this difference then we're going to face a dramatically uninhabitable society in which our kids won't understand the basic foundation of the nation that we inherited. We would have taken a once great and prosperous nation built on the foundation of God and torn it up by the root and replaced it with a society that's built on popular opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, when you look at these two side by side, you have to understand, you have to make the conscious decision here. Where do you wanna live? How do you wanna live? Who do you want to live with? Do you want to be a society that's built on god at its root with biblical values and divine and rights of equality and the right to life and the right to protection with marriage at the foundation of a family unit with religious liberty where one can worship wherever whenever with whoever to whomever one that cares for the poor and the working class, one who forgives and redeems and seeks redemption in God, one who protects life because it is a God-given life? Or do you want a society built on popular opinion where the secular norms and people can choose whether to grant you rights or take them away, where you don't have the right to be born? Marriage means nothing religion will be not tolerated a society that's built on power rather than care and generosity one that seeks money and greed one who does not provide room for redemption and forgiveness one where there's a privileged class and an unprivileged class We have to understand these dynamics as we live out our lives. Our faith is not just meant to be within the church walls. Our faith is meant to be in society. It's meant to interact with one another. Jesus tells us to make believers of nations. Jesus tells us that he is the cornerstone. The one whom the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. He has become the root of our society in this nation. And if we don't change the course of our actions collectively, we are going to tear down our nation built on God and continue to build or replant this nation built on popular opinion and the secular norms of our day if we do that we're going to be in a bad way i ask you to ask yourself this question what can you do to facilitate a society that's rooted in god how can you participate how can you act how can you uh, speak how can you uh, give Your voice, give your actions, your hands, your feet. How can you do the work to ensure that our society society grounded and rooted in God flourishes? I ask you to think about that and come up with a decision amongst yourself. Let me know what you think of these two illustrations. I think they get to the point that I was trying to make. if you agree or disagree, leave a comment below, and let's talk about it. So hopefully, you guys got something out of this. If this provides value to you, if you support this messages, uh, this message, and if you like messages like this, I'd ask that you like this video, you share this video, uh, that you would tell your friends about these uh, about these two different societies and which one they would rather live in. Be an active participant in the Christian American community. We don't ask for donations. We only seek participation, and that's participation from you. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, we we pray that you have a blessed weekend. Stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.